Welcome to PBF Public Radio, Radio Free America. This is episode number 85, and I am your humble host, Romeo One Oscar. A lot of interesting shenanigans which took place yesterday. Now, on yesterday's episode, I discovered, or I discovered, I didn't discover, but I shared with you some irregularities in some numbers, which we were told was a memory card, but was actually the machine didn't tabulate. Well, then that would be Monday, that was discovered. Then yesterday, approximately 3,000 votes were found that had not been included in the tally. Now, this was in Fayette County, and that shaved Biden's lead by 449. And they went in Trump's direction. Obviously, shaving the lead by 449. And then the that's in addition to those other ones that were found. And I, I'm trying to see here, too, because it seems there's been three totals so far. And... Let's see. In a statement, Georgia voting system manager Gabriel Sterling described the uncounted ballots as an amazing blunder and said the Secretary of State's office will still probe the matter. They just didn't scan these ballots or the card was not put through properly. It's interesting how... These seem to go in one direction, right? I mean, I often, as I sit back and what I'm seeing here is pure insanity, but it's an acceleration of the insanity I've seen in this country for the last 10 or 15 years. Some of it I didn't recognize. Easier to recognize now as we look back. But we're just being lied to, and the mainstream media is not reporting on this information. I genuinely wish they would, but I, it, it, they're activists. They're not going to. So what I'm telling you, I don't know how many people are going to hear about this. And because they're not going to hear about this, they're going to be saying things as if the president should concede. And, I mean, let's be honest, that's what the media wants. 
Now, I don't know if you heard about this, but in Wayne County, which is Detroit, there's a really strange thing that occurred last night. The Board of Canvassers had originally voted two to two, and this was along party lines, to certify the county's elections. And that meant that the results could not be certified. But after hours of angry responses from Wayne County residents, the Republicans reversed course. This is also after they... <laughs> what is supposed to be an open meeting because realistically this should be in an open forum but because of our good friend coronavirus corona it's not so it's done on zoom well they muted and paused it which is a violation of uh, Detroit law here See if I have that specifically. Yeah, let's see. Give me one second here. So this was from Kathy Gray up there. And it's Mish Polygal. Really frustrating thing that the board was muted for about five minutes and came back on and basically said, never mind. We changed our minds and certified the results. No explanation. Muting for five minutes. That's a violation of the law. It's a violation of the Open Meeting Act, and this is Michigan Law 15.2632. All decisions of a public body must be made at a meeting open to the public. And Michigan Law 15.270, a decision made by a public body may be invalidated if the public body has not complied with the requirement of previously stated Michigan Law 15.2632. Now, there's a good piece out of Red State specifically on this. Wayne County, Michigan refused to certify election because of irregularities. Leftist flipped out. And this comes from Nick Arama. We already heard good news out of Georgia today, indicating still more votes were found for President Donald Trump. But it also raised the problem of why are there so many problems with the votes still being found? And how many more haven't we found yet? Now there's more news, this time out of Wayne County, Michigan, and it's sending the left into a frenzy. According to the Detroit News, the Wayne County Board of Canvassers deadlocked 2-2 two to two Tuesday along party lines on whether to certify the November 3rd election results, thereby not certifying the elections. The reason they did so was because the absentee ballot poll books of 70% of Detroit's absentee counting boards were discovered to be out of balance. 
and there was no explanation for the why. Republicans celebrated the decision as caring about transparency and truth. Democrats flipped out, claiming the objections were politics. Chairwoman Monica Palmer, a Republican, said based on what she saw and found in the poll books, I believe that we do not have complete and accurate information in these poll books. But the Democrat Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, said the state would step in. My statement on the actions taken during today's meeting of the Board of Wayne County Supervisors. And this is from her Twitter, Jocelyn. I believe what, she worked for uh, Southern Poverty Law Center before, whose founder was, this is fact, removed because of improprieties with his stepdaughter. Jocelyn Benson, should the current decision of the Board of Wayne County Supervisors hold through the adjournment of today's meeting, the Board of State Canvassers will be responsible for certifying the Wayne County election. In similar circumstances in the past, state canvassers have appointed the Bureau of Elections to carry out the process of canvassing the vote and voter ballots. The Bureau stands ready, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so if they don't do this, we're going to step in and we're going to make it certified. Democrats like Representative Rashida Tlaib blame what else? Racism for the decision by Republicans. While Republican John James said Republicans were just calling for free and fair elections that could be trusted. The Republican members of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers put politics above their duty to our residents, Tlaib tweeted Tuesday, suggesting that all of Wayne County can be certified except for Detroit is horrifying racist, is horrifying, should be horrifyingly? Yeah, well, she didn't tweet it right. Racist, and it's a version of our democracy. Republican U.S. candidate John James, who lost to incumbent Democrat Senator Gary Peters by 1.5 percentage points, lauded the decision of the Board of Canvassers for confronting inconvenient truths about alleged irregularities during the voting counting process. We will continue to investigate all issues pertaining to the election and work to ensure that the bedrock of our democracy, free and fair elections are protected, said James. Because refused to concede to Peters, we must restore public trust in elections by undertaking a careful and thorough review of the process. We saw how that type of regularity in Georgia was checked and led to more votes for President Donald Trump. But it looks like leftists don't want to allow that. In a late-night twist, the Wayne County Board of Canvassers unanimously agrees to certify the results. On the condition, the Secretary of State's office conduct a comprehensive audit of the unexplained out-of-balance precincts across the board. Now, this is what the Red State article says. In the last few minutes, word comes that GOP has agreed to certify the results if the state agrees to an do an audit of irregularities. This is after people on the left on social media apparently doxed the two Republican members and sent them their concerns. 
in uh, parentheses, translation threatened them. And they did. There was a Marxist guy that was on there that was threatening them. A guy who celebrated the attacking of families this weekend at the Million MAGA March. Back to the Red State article. This is scary stuff, people. This is the second time that the left has now interfered in the effort to get transparency by threatening people. Some of Trump's lawyers have withdrawn from his campaign's defense after threats encouraged against them on social media. And it, people were coming to offices of the Trump lawyers. Folks like the Lincoln Project put a target on the back of the lawyers and encouraged people to contact them. Now, in the end, an audit may actually turn out to be better, assuming that the state does a real audit, because they were just going to go around the Republican vote anyway and certify it anyway. This way, they are going to have to explain the irregularities. Are they, though? I mean, it is quite it's just it's it's banana republic type work yeah let's see it's uh ned stabler was the one who called them racist and all these things um yeah here here just know that you tried that when you try to sleep too tight that millions of people around the world now on Twitter, know the name Monica Palmer and William Hartmer, he said, referring to the two Republic canvassers. As two people completely racist and without any understanding of what integrity means or a shred of human decency. The law is not on your side. History won't be on your side. And again, the county voting was a, was a mess. Absentee ballot poll books at 70% of Detroit's 135 absentee county boards were found to have unexplained discrepancies, such as mismatches varying from one or more than four votes. And that's from the Detroit News. And I really don't, I don't know. I mean, I do question whether there's going to be an audit that's promised. And continuing, now in California, authorities announced a 41-count criminal complaint against two men, one on the ballot in the mayor's race for submitting thousands of fake voter registration applications. Carlos Antonio de Bourbon Montenegro and Marcus Raul Arvelo allegedly submitted over 8,000 registration applications on behalf of homeless people over a four-month period, the New York Post reported. Montenegro also faces perjury charges for forging voter information on his own paperwork to get on the ballot. The men reportedly registered the voters then allegedly used Montenegro's home address and three post office boxes to collect their mail-in ballots and paperwork. I think this is an example of how the system is supposed to work. That if you see something and something is suspect, you report it and we investigate it. 
Dean Logan, L.A. County's top election official, said, in this case, it was stopped before any harm to the election could happen. So we were told for months there's going to be so much election integrity, and there's not, and they're pushing things through. And I just... I don't know. It's it's not proving to have been uh, an election of integrity from the way I can view it. One last piece here. This comes from Breitbart. Josh Hawley confronts Mark Zuckerberg with evidence of internal Facebook censorship tool. This is crazy. This is something that I've heard about from people. But let me just explain the article to you. At the Senate Judiciary Committee's hearing on big tech censorship today, Senator Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri, confronted Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg with evidence of an internal tool used by the social network to coordinate censorship with Google and Twitter. You understand that? And this is why I've called it a cartel. The tool called Tasks is used to improve the workflow of Facebook employees, but is also used by Facebook employees to collaborate with Google and Twitter in censoring users across platforms. Holly also revealed the existence of a second tool called Centra that Facebook uses to track users across the internet, even when they think they are anonymous. Your companies are the most powerful companies in the world, and I want to talk about how you're coordinating together to control information. And uh, Holly tweeted this out. Facebook whistleblower tells me Facebook uses its internal project management system tasks to coordinate censorship with Twitter and Google. Pick of example task page below. This is from his Twitter's account. Whistleblower says Twitter and Google routinely suggest censorship topics, hashtags, individuals, websites, many of them conservative, and Facebook logs them for follow-up on task. But Zuck refuses under oath to turn over list of Twitter or Google mentions on tasks. The tasks platform allows Facebook employees to communicate about projects they are working on together. That includes Facebook's censorship teams, including the so-called community well-being team, the integrity team, and the hate speech engineering team, who all use the task platform to discuss which individuals or hashtags or websites to ban. Mark Zuckerberg admitted that the task system exists and is used to coordinate work across the company. I'm not sure if I'd agree with the characterizations, especially around content moderation that you gave, said the Facebook CEO. Holly then showed the hearing a screenshot of the task platform in use. What particularly intrigued me is the fact that the platform reflects censorship input from Google and Twitter as well. So Facebooks, as I understand it, communicate with their counterparts at Twitter and Google and then enter those companies' suggestions for censorship into the task platform so that Facebook can then follow up with them and effectively coordinate their censorship efforts. Holly then asked Zuckerberg, under oath, 
if Facebook coordinates its content moderation policies in any way with Google or Twitter. Senator, let me be clear about this, said Zuckerberg. We do coordinate on and share signals on security-related topics. So, for example, if there is a signal around a terrorist attack, or around children, child exploitation imagery, or around a foreign government creating an influence operation, that is an area where companies do share signals about what they see. Zuckerberg stressed that this is distinct from the content moderation policies that we or other companies have. Where once we have we share intelligence or signals between the companies, each company makes its own assessment of the right way to address and deal with that information. I'm talking about individuals, websites, hashtags, phrases to ban, said Holly. Is it your testimony that you do not communicate with Twitter or Google about content moderation, about individuals, websites, phrases, hashtags to ban? I would expect that some level of communication probably happens, admitted Zuckerberg, but stress that this is different to coordinating what our policies are or our responses in the specific instances. Hawley said that Zuckerberg, if he would commit under oath to provide the Judiciary Committee with a list of every mention of Google and Twitter from the task platform, Zuckerberg would not offer such a commitment. Senator Cruz and Senator Lee Roth asked you for a list of individuals, websites, entities that have been subject to content moderation. You expressed doubt whether any such information exists, but you've acknowledged the task platform exists. That is searchable. So will you commit to providing the information that you logged on the task website about content moderation that your company has undertaken? Yes or no? The Facebook CEO again refused to offer a clear commitment, instead saying he would discuss the request with his team. All right, so you won't commit to do it here. We could, of course, subpoena this information, but I'd rather get it from you voluntarily. But let everyone take note that Mr. Zuckerberg has now repeatedly refused to provide information that he knows he has and has acknowledged that he has, that tasks has under oath. So... The way I see it is they are coordinating. We've known they've been coordinating, but I've never known how. It's obvious they coordinate because when they have banned people from one platform, it happens on all platforms. They're positioning this that it's for the safety. It's, that's, that's the term. I forget this term because they often have a trust and safety team which operates on these platforms. Well, the trust and safety people coordinate with one another. They say they're doing it for terrorism, child exploitation, which everyone will support. But then they will turn around and they will use this to go after conservatives because of the SJW Inc. type individuals that work on these platforms. They find conservatives to be dangerous Nazis. They've clearly stated these things. Just like the people in Detroit, the canvassers, who were threatening the Republicans on these boards. Again, I am coming to you on my phone. I realize this isn't the optimal way. The modem did arrive yesterday, and it still didn't work. So obviously there's some kind of a tech issue. 
um, we tried many different ways to get it. So somebody is supposed to be coming today, a technician, because many hours have been spent trying to determine what's going on. We were told that it was essentially a, uh, a modem issue, but it appears it may be something a little bit more. So, new modem yesterday did not work. Tech coming today. Hopefully I won't be doing these on my phone for, the, for a while. And another thing I wanted to mention as well, there's one of our admins, uh, the Sheik, he and I talk, he doesn't post much, but um, a guy I trust, and I was talking to the Sheik, and I was just saying, because he brought up with me, he's like, you know, I know you've been doing these podcasts all the time, and I said, yeah, and uh, he's like, you know, just talking about how hard it is, and I was like, it's, it's difficult, it's a challenge, and... I had tried to, my goal was to try to get as much information out to you guys. And that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give you something that's consumable, but doing this on a daily basis, well, this really isn't my, my job. You know, we do have subscribers and I'm going to continue doing podcasts, but sometime in the future, the near future, I'm probably going to be looking at maybe a few days a week where I'm going to be doing this. And it's not necessarily going to be on a scheduled basis, but it's very, very difficult. Three, four, sometimes even five hours when there's some real difficulties I've got to work with in the morning doing this is quite the challenge when I've got other work that I do. And I'm busy with my church. I don't in any way plan to stop doing this, but I'm also trying to get lined up some more guests and things like that. And that's really a, a huge challenge too as well, because if I want to do these podcasts with other admins, it's, it's difficult to coordinate because we've got people across numerous time zones. And, you know, uh, one thing too, uh, Butterbar wanted me to tell you guys was that Maybe you didn't realize this. When when we're doing the podcast with everyone, we're doing this over secu uh, a secure communication line where I'm bringing the information in and we're talking. And that's why sometimes things cut out. And recognize that having people calling in from numerous locations across the globe at times can create challenges for getting that sound in. So I appreciate all of your patience. I appreciate you guys listening to this. And I appreciate your understanding in advance. I had mentioned earlier on that I wasn't sure if I was going to do this on a daily basis as I had. And it's probably not. I don't have an exact date when the switch will be, but I wanted to prepare you guys for that. There's a lot that just goes into doing all of the research and gathering all this information. And doing this on a phone... <laughs> It's, it, it, I, I'm managing, but it's, it's difficult going through tabs on the phone to try to present something for you guys. But I do appreciate you guys uh, checking us out. This is Romeo 1 Oscar, and I am out.